Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If they understand the reasons why they're investing and understand it deeply and how important it is to not only get started on their journey, but to stay on that journey. Because the reality is investing is not particularly easy. Things go wrong. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue our conversation with Luke Harris and Matthew Bateman on his mindsets which have led him to find success in property investment, their goals as property investors and business owners of the property mentors and how they aim to help fellow investors find their own success in the industry. Harrison Bateman met at a point in their lives when they were both helping their friends and family invest in property. The main thing was that Matt and I were basically in the same space as in uh, at, diff- at the same stage in our lives. I mean, I'd um, gone through my 20s and built a successful business. So after I just to finish on my other start of my other story was that when I moved from uh, Perth to Sydney, I got a job. The reason for that was to get a PAYG income because that's what my broker told me I needed to go and get loans to buy more property, surprisingly enough. So I sold, sold my business in Perth and moved to Sydney for the big lights of Sydney. Um, got out of uh, my little country town of Perth, which I loved, but uh, moved to Sydney and did that for a year and they quickly relocated me down to Melbourne. And for the next five or six years uh, after that, I'd uh, you know worked with that company for a little while and then started my own business again. And um, when I turned 30, I sold my security company. I took 18 months off. I did a little mini mini retirement and, um, you know, bought a beachfront house here in Melbourne and, you know, travelled a bit. I went to Europe and South America a couple of times and spent four months travelling. I spent a bit of time back in Perth with friends and family there and I was really working out what I'm going to do next. And during my 20s, I'd helped a lot of friends and family to start and build property portfolios. I loved I loved doing it and I loved to help people get results with their investing that they, they're not able to get just by working at a job. And a lot of people were out there trying to invest in shares and invest in who knows whatever else and they weren't really getting results. And I said, hey, I've got results in property. Come and talk to me. And a lot of people just referred their friends and family to me because they knew that I was out there and doing some great things. So during that time of my 18 months off, I sort of started um, really working out what I was going to do next. After meeting Bateman, the two sat down to form a business together where they would help fellow investors overcome their biggest challenges and critically analyze the information they have received from places such as Google. So I set up a, a, a business called Luke Harris Consulting, very, very uh, creative name there. And, and really, uh, really, it just started off as, a, as an idea. And I just thought, look, I'm, I'm going to really um, teach people how to do this investing thing properly. It was during that time that I met 
Matt, obviously we're in similar circles. The property industry is not actually a, a big uh, space. A lot of people do know each other. Uh, you know, it's a very small world. And I guess we started chatting and during that time, um, Matt was doing the same sort of thing and he was helping friends and family. And I guess for me, we sat down and we got along from the start and um, really sat down and stripped back what was working in the property space and what wasn't working, what works for investors and what doesn't work for investors and what are the biggest challenges that investors find and, and as Matt touched on before is there's so much information out there we're in the information age and you know you can google anything all the information that you need to build wealth and become successful in property investing it's already out there it's online it's in it's in books and magazines but the problem is people don't know how to critically analyze that information and apply it to their own personal situation the timing was perfect as Bateman had just sold his company and realised he could turn his investing hobby into a business idea with Harris. My health and wellness businesses I'd also sold, so I was in the same sort of, I guess, you know, retirement stage in my headspace. See, here's the funny thing. When I started out my investment journey, I had this plan and that was to, you know, become wealthy and retire early. Um, the funny thing is when you retire early, there's only so much golf and playing, you know, going to the beach and travelling that you can do before, for me anyway, my mind gets active again and you know having spent time creatively running businesses like for me it was just I can't do this for another 80 years I need to I need something else that's going to challenge me and and also provide me with that sense of contribution so for for me uh, when I started helping friends and family it was you know giving them that confidence and giving them the 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 skills to be able to go out into the marketplace and grow their own multi-million dollar portfolios and I got probably as much if not more joy out of helping other people do it than I did creating my own wealth so you know for me it was I was at that same stage as Luke where when we met we're just you know basically I guess treating it as a hobby um, from a business perspective meaning you know we were helping people but it wasn't in a formal setting there wasn't the systems in place that can allow you know people to excel it was you know, they just basically were riding off the back of our skills and experience. So when Luke and I both sort of identified that we're effectively on parallel rail tracks, we were, we were going in exactly the same direction, doing exactly the same thing, we said, well, hang on, why why do it on our own? Let's work on strategically coming together and joining forces and let's see if there's a, a power in that. And there's been a huge power in, in actually teaming up with the right people, um, both obviously for Luke and myself, but also with all the referral partners that we work with and also also all of our members, um, having that juggernaut of like-minded professionals all working towards the same outcome and goal. Um, it's not a case of one plus one equals two, but more one plus one equals 11. Harris and Bateman believe that there are many ways to make money with property investment and that it is extremely important to find a strategy that fits with each individual investor. I think the, the thing with property is that there's, there's dozens of ways of making money out of property. Most investors think that the only way to make money is to go and buy a property uh, and go out there in the, in the market, talk to an agent, sign a contract, get your loan and you've got your property and you're now an investor. Or some people believe there's only one way to, to do it and that's renovation. So, you know, everyone has to do renovations. That's the only way you can make money. Or everyone has to do small-scale property development. That's the only way you can make money. So there's lots of people out there that will teach you that there's only one right way to do property. Um, that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. There's literally dozens and dozens of ways to make money in property. And for some people, you know, renovations aren't appropriate. We met a, we met a couple that were in their 60s. They've never lifted a hammer in their life. And they basically went and spent all the money that they had to invest into a course to teach them how to do renovations. $20,000 $20, course that they'd signed up for with a box of DVDs 
And, um, you know, now they can, they, they think that they're going to become millionaires by doing renovations and we feel sorry for them. But at the end of the day, they, they weren't in a position to borrow money to go and buy a property to even renovate. So they're welcome to come and renovate one of my properties, but unfortunately uh, they're not going to make the big profits they thought they would. So I guess when we set up the business, Matt and I really spent time, as we said before, really analysing what works and what doesn't work. Our focus really as long-term property investors, we're in in this business, the property mentors, as long-term business owners as well as long-term property investors. What makes the property mentors different is their long-term approach to helping their members invest in property. We know that there's dozens and dozens of companies that have come and gone over the years that are out there with get-rich-quick schemes, right? Teaching everybody that you come in here and you're going to get, you know, triple-digit returns on your investments and all sorts of things. And they come and go. People lose money all day, every day with these types of companies. Our approach is long-term. So, we know that when we're teaching people that people understand the benefit of a a long-term relationship, but also that everything that we do here is a win-win. So we're not here to make a quick buck. Um, we're out there in the in the space as developers ourselves. As Matt mentioned, we've got over $150 million worth of development in our development pipeline right now. So we're quite active in that space. We could just do that if we wanted to and, and make money. But the reality is, is that's one part of our business. We love the fact that we can go out there and, and really help people to achieve their goals in investing. And that's when we set up the business and focused on three different components that were missing for most investors. The first part is the education. Now, education, as we mentioned, all of the information that you need to build wealth, it's already out there. You can find it on Google and, and in the newspapers and magazines. But it's the targeted information that suits um, that particular investor. Some people uh, have had different backgrounds and different um different experiences in property. They've lost money in certain investments. So our focus is the education that's suitable for the actual investor. Both Harris and Bateman have helped each other through their individual investment problems and have had mentors at different stages of their investment career. Now, our team here at the Property Mentors, they're all investors themselves. So that helps when you're dealing with an investor rather than a sales team. Um, The other component to the education is obviously the mentoring. And when you're getting uh, help with your portfolio, it helps to deal with somebody that's actively in the market themselves as a property investor. And our mentors in our team have got all sorts of different backgrounds. Some have had experience doing developments and some have had experience in finance and some people have just gone out there and built their portfolio. Slow and steady wins the race. So, you know, different backgrounds in our team. Um, So the mentoring is the second component to what we've established here. And the third part to be a successful property investor is you need access to opportunities. And we're not just a a real estate agency that's here flogging off properties all day. There is um, multiple ways of making money out of property. And what we've done is put together some proprietary strategies that a lot of people will never hear about unless they're talking to the property mentors. So really, some of the things that we've put together are different cash flow opportunities. There's different stages in your portfolio where you're not going to be in the market actively looking for uh, your next property acquisition. But you might have some money saved up and you want to get a better return on that than what you can get in the bank. So we've got strategies for that that we've put together. And I think those three components, really the education, the mentoring and the opportunities are really the fundamental things that most investors need. And when we teach people uh, that investing is for life, really, you've got to involve your investing in, in every part of your life. So improving your budgets and your money skills. Um, and really overcoming your fears and the things that are stopping you and holding you back and maybe fixing some of the the, the poor thinking that you've had over the years and, on how you handle money and how you make financial decisions. And most people aren't aware of that because they're uh, 
uh, accountant or financial planner or their solicitor or mortgage broker has never sat down and actually guided them through this process. To a certain extent, we mentor each other uh, at, at various times, but um, I've got a number of different mentors that I um, that I sort of refer to and, and look up to for various parts of my life. I think property investing is certainly um, a, a space that there's there's multiple uh, different components to it for ourselves as well. Obviously, development has a different mentor. Um, there's there's finance people that we refer to. So I think at the the stage that we're at right now, we've got different people involved in different parts of our our own mentoring relationships. Bateman especially believes that having a mentor is extremely important even to all the alpha male investors out there. I might just make another point on that is when I was younger and again, there might be some people on this uh, call that can relate to this but when I was younger, I was probably too arrogant and too, uh, I guess I was a bit of an alpha testosterone driven male and you know, the, the thought of actually asking for help was actually in my mind initially perhaps a sign of weakness. It took me a while to be able to get past that and actually learn that, you know, there are people out there that, A, not only can help you to accelerate and fast track the results, but are actually, you know, able to and willing to do it. Um, that was sort of a big breakthrough that I had to go through personally with my mentors. And again, I've had, you know, a whole range of different mentors and coaches over the years across a whole range of different areas and continue to, you know, to, to work with people to this day. So, you know, for some people, I guess asking for help can really be a bit of a struggle or a bit of a challenge in that they can view it as a sign of weakness. So for people, particularly males, and uh, I can probably say that, you know, it happens to me as well, how do you overcome that and to reach out to the to the people to help you with that? The main thing is, is that uh, regardless, male, female or otherwise, and, and as I mentioned before, I was a cocky little 20-something and a cocky little 30-something and I'm going into my 40s in the next couple of years, it probably won't change, but um, I guess the main thing is is really that every investor has a goal that they want to achieve at some level. And when you talk to most people, the first conversation, they say, I just want to get rich. Luke, tell me how to how to get rich, right? And and that's what most investors will say. Or the the alternative answer that we often get, and this is the, the default property investor thing, and I guess it's probably from the last 10 or 15 years of property investment magazines, I want 10 properties in 10 years and I want $100,000 passive income. <laughs> and I guess that's sort of been drilled into people that you can get 10 properties in 10 years. Now, the the, the number of people that have actually got that result across this country are probably very few and far between. However, it seems to be a headline that, that gets media attention. So for us, really, it's it's getting people to understand that your, your goal setting is probably the most important um, factor to that and knowing that your strategy is, is also something that's going to change over time. According to Bateman, asking for help is what successfully gets investors started on their property journey. The thing is, how do we get past somebody who's not willing to ask for help? Well, we actually don't. We can't help everyone. And so realistically, if there's people out there that are, you know, serious about getting better results and they're serious about changing their their, their life and their, their wealth position, then, you know, they need to put up their hand in the first instance. And if someone puts up their hand and genuinely wants help, we'll absolutely provide them with that guidance and support to and, and help them to create the plan and to give them access to opportunities they wouldn't get on their own. So, as I said, realistically, asking for help is usually the first step in the journey, um, but we can't start that journey. For Harris, a well-constructed plan is important because it drills down to each investor's individual goals and the methods to reaching their goals. The reason it's important is that you know when you're talking about property, you're talking about serious sums of money. I mean, if you've got a deposit, you're talking anywhere from thirty to a hundred thousand dollars for your typical investor, and that's 
usually come up from savings or it's come up from uh, their equity that they've, you know, that they've contributed to and sacrificed to get that property in the first place to provide that equity. So you're talking about a lot of money. And then, of course, you've got your your risk with your loan as well. So a lot of people are out there in the marketplace buying your typical investment properties somewhere between $300,000 and $800,000 these days. So the reality is you're talking about huge sums of money. Therefore, you need to make sure that your planning is accurate. A lot of people speak to their mortgage broker, it might be the mortgage broker through the real estate agent sometimes, and they'll go out there and they'll find out how much they can borrow and they'll go out there in the marketplace and do research, usually on an area that they think is good, and that's the the problem with a lot of this. They'll do research on an area they think is good, and that that area may have been found through a magazine or it's the next hotspot or it's just something their friend or family thought was good, uh, or they've heard something on the on the media about something there, an area that's about to boom. And that's usually how most property investors, myself included, go out there in the marketplace and start investing. But unless you understand the reasons why you're investing and specifically what that end goal is, and it might be $100,000 passive income, that's great. It's a good starting point. But every investor's got different goals, and we don't have a cookie-cutter approach to anything that we do here. Understanding their goals and reasons behind investing increases the likelihood of an investor achieving long-term success. You know, you can lose your job and your partner could get sick and things happen over time. Interest rates go up and down and sideways and a lot of people will make financial decisions based on what's happening in their life right now and unless they have somebody there holding their hand and helping them to focus on that long-term journey, then most of the time they'll either sell or buy at the wrong time, they'll sell or buy at the wrong price or they'll, they'll get bored and a lot of people, myself included, get bored with their property investing because it's taking too long <laughs> and so now that I've got two or three properties, I want to fast track, you know, they, they want to value factor or they want to manufacture capital growth, so they start going out there and doing renovations or subdivisions and we've seen dozens and dozens of people that have had perfectly good property portfolios until they've started trying to fast track their wealth position without the skills or experience that they need to do it and they lose money. Very much true. Speaking of which, what, what's been the best advice you've ever received? For me, the best advice really has been lessons that I've learned along the way that, I, that I've come up with myself. The first one was don't invest in something you don't understand and make sure that you've got a plan for how you're actually going to create the, 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 the wealth that you want in your life. See, when I went out and started investing, I didn't have a plan and I didn't have the knowledge base. So I was basically just throwing money at things and hoping that I was going to get a result. And in fact, the majority of investors that we speak to have probably been guilty of exactly the same thing. Most of the people, I travel around Australia every year educating thousands of investors and I often ask the question, who here has got a clear written wealth plan for how they're going to create the results they want in their life? And I'll be lucky if in any room one or two hands go up. And then when I press them on those two hands, I say, so it's written, I can read exactly what you're trying to achieve in what time frame and how you're going to do it and who you're going to do it with. Oh, no, I don't have that. I've just got an idea in my head as to, you know, that I want to be wealthy. You know, so realistically, planning is probably the number one critical mistake. And when I say planning, lack of planning is the number one critical mistake that people are making. For Harris, it once again comes down to the plan and understand what he calls the three Ds. Biggest things that I could probably say, one of the biggest lessons was, I guess, understanding that the plan is the most important thing and that without quantifying your goals, it's going to make it a lot harder. See, it's a good idea to have. I guess, 
an idea of what direction you want to go, and it's a good starting point. But what we actually realise is there's three components to your goal setting, and that's obviously having the dream or the goal in the first place, and then having the date and the dollars. So we've called it the three Ds. Very simple, and understanding that you need the dream, the date, and the dollars, and then you can actually have some accountability with your investing. And if you've got a mentor there holding your hand, you've got somebody there that's going to keep you on track towards achieving those goals. Coming up after the break, we delve into Harris and Bateman's investment strategy where they share their thoughts on property development as a money-making strategy. So really what it comes back down to, as we've mentioned before, is it comes down to the plan and knowing where the property development actually fits into that plan. How they manage to effectively run their business together. I guess one of the things that Luke and I have done really successfully is defined our roles. The reason behind writing their own book on property investment. And we decided that we didn't want to write just another how-to guide because Really, if we haven't covered off, as we've already discussed, the right mindset, the right planning, the right you know, strategy, then the how-to is its just like following a, a recipe in a book. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, podcast listeners. Are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes then register your interest at propertyinvestory.com. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, visit propertyinvestory.com. Now back to the show. Harris and Bateman's combined passion for property and experience in the industry have led them to many opportunities for them, especially concerning the growth of their business. The main thing is, is when people know that you're in the property space, opportunities present them to present themselves to you. So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of what we do is off market, both for our members and for ourselves. Um, so we don't usually have to sit there on realestate.com uh, looking for property opportunities, and that's that's the beautiful part of of what we do now. Yeah. So look. Um, with the property developments that we've got around the country, they're, they're something that Matt and I have both been doing developments before we even started the business and it's something that we're extremely passionate about. It's something that we can add value to land and we can sort of, I guess, add our own personal touch into a particular project and sort of build something that is going to be uh, you know, a lasting property that's going to be there for years to come. That's a lot of fun. We love putting deals together as far as the development space is concerned. It can be uh, stressful at times um, with different changes. Bateman compares the property development process to hitting a tennis ball over a fence. Matt always likes to use the analogy of uh, dealing with council and dealing with other parties with a development. It's like hitting the tennis ball over the fence and uh, over the net and waiting for it to come back. Sometimes you can be waiting months and months and months, even though as soon as it comes back on, on your side of the fence, you hit the ball straight back over and then you can be waiting a long time. And there is a lot of risk and uncertainty involved with development. Um, I, I see a lot of stuff, you know, Facebook ads from different property companies and things like that saying properties are, property development is an easy proven formula that works. Um, yes, it is, but there's also people out there that are losing a lot of money in development every year. So I guess the reason that we're doing that is obviously, one, first of all, it's fun. Uh, second of all, it makes money and, um, you know, we're, we're enjoying doing it. And also that we've got the financial capacity and buffers to be able to do it, to do it safely. The, the challenge for a lot of people, particularly in the development space, is that they've seen, you know, obviously property developers and they've got that idea that, you know, they're, 
you know, latte sipping, you know, Lamborghini driving, you know, uh, people sort of just, you know, making a, a bucket load of money. Um, but really there's five key things that you need to be able to do any property development successfully. And one of them is obviously the financial capacity. And there's a lot of people that jump into development um, without that financial backing or capacity. And it's actually a really dangerous thing for a lot of people to do. While property development may seem like a viable strategy to make money in property, it is not always the best strategy for each investor, especially when small development projects are involved. If you've got one or two properties and they're unencumbered and they're worth $10 million each, then property development might be for you because you're going to have enough buffer in there to to um, go through the development process. Um, for your typical investor who doesn't have a couple of $10 million unencumbered property pro- properties in their portfolio, um, I would probably suggest property development is not the right thing to be doing. However, there is cases where that might not be the case. So really what it comes back down to, as we've mentioned before, is it comes down to the plan and knowing whether property development actually fits into that plan. A lot of people assume that it's easy. A lot of people look at all of the good things that happen in the property development space and look at all of the big profits that um, experienced investors make. Um, but the, the problem that I've always got with with um, people wanting to move into the property development space is that the, the typical development property that most people start with is doing a couple of townhouses or doing a backyard subdivision. And the land acquisition price is going to be usually under under three or four million dollars for the actual land and unfortunately that's the most competitive uh, point in the market for people to be getting into so you're competing with everybody else that can afford to do a small uh, development and of course you're dealing with um, you're competing with builders and real estate agents as well with so many competitors property development certainly isn't as easy as people make it out to be real estate agents not making enough money they'll go and do a small development themselves and they'll buy it off market. A builder doesn't have enough work for six months. They'll go and buy a, a, um, a block and they'll put three or four units on it and they don't need the development margin that you need. They only need their build margin to keep their staff on. So you're competing with a lot of people in the small development space and what that means usually is that um, depending on the project, people will pay too much for the land which reduces your profit and because your profits reduce, that massively increases your risk. Um- and I, I guess just jumping in on that as a, as a point with risk, I guess, should somebody be considering property development? Well, it comes back to their risk-reward profile. So if you have built up, let's say, one or two properties, and let's say you've built up even half a million dollars in equity in those properties, how much of that $500,000 are you willing to lose? Are you willing to lose all of it? Bateman and Harris found success in their business by building on each other's strengths and defining their roles in the company. For me, I think uh, one of the habits that, I don't know if it's a habit, but I guess one of the things that Luke and I have done really successfully is defined our roles. So actually knowing what our roles and responsibilities are to first and foremost ourselves and our own results, to each other as business partners, and also to all of our members. Because once you know exactly what you need to be doing it's it's easier to stay on track and and there's a level of accountability that you have when you're working with other people that you don't have when you're working on your own um i often tell the story of you know imagine you put on a few kilos over the winter months and you want to get that summer body back so you and your partner go and you know decide to join the gym and you start and you go five days a week for the first two weeks and you get to the end of the second week and you're sore and you're tired and it's a Friday night and it's cold and it's wet and it's rainy and the notebook's on TV and you know, there's a bottle of red on the on the bench and you've got the choice of either going to the gym or ordering Thai takeaway. What do you do? And for a lot of people, they just obviously take that easier option because 
you know, there's no level of accountability. There's no one that's going to say, well, hey, you're supposed to be at the gym. Whereas had you taken on board, for example, a personal trainer and they're there waiting for you at the gym, you're more likely to commit and to follow through and to get the results that you ultimately want. So for me, I think having that level of accountability across all areas of my life is probably, you know, the habit that I think has helped to provide a lot of success for what we do. Harris also mentions good money habits as a large contributing factor to how he found success. I think habits for me that I've got uh, gotten into is is having good money habits. And I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of people struggle with. I certainly struggled during my teenage years and um, running a business was really difficult in my early 20s because as money came in, I spent it and there was no planning. And again, it comes back to my earlier point around planning, especially running a business. Um, and so running two businesses and Matt's, Matt's been in business his whole working life. So we both had that, uh, I guess, discipline that sort of gets forced upon you, whether it's through planning or not. Uh, when you're running a business, you've got bills to pay. So I think having good money habits is probably one of the key things that I've learned. Understanding the concept of delayed gratification has also helped Harris become more patient with achieving success in property investment. That's been uh, one of the best habits that I've sort of implemented over the years. And I guess um, one of the other habits is is really sort of understanding the benefit of delayed gratification. And I think that's a real challenge for a lot of investors out there that are really, uh, they want it all now. And I think having that patience is probably you know, the the most important thing that I've managed to teach myself. I can be impatient at, at times. Matt's probably going to have a laugh listening to this thing. Look, you're not patient at all. But um, I've learned over time and I imagine I'll continue to learn as I get older to get a little bit more patient. And I think that's a good habit to have knowing that um, property investing is a long game. It's not something that you're going to do for two, three, four, five years, make a million bucks and you're going to be retiring in the Bahamas. So I think a lot of people are expecting that property investing is going to help them to become a multimillionaire overnight. The most successful property investors are the ones that invest for life. And it's not something that you do for a couple of years or, or five or 10 years. It's something that you do ongoing and forever. And I've got property investors that I work with that are in their 70s and 80s still that started investing and they've bought property and they've held on to property and they've done extremely well because they've simply held on to it. But most people will buy and sell at the wrong time because of what's happening in their life and they get impatient and they don't have a plan. In regards to book recommendations, Harris has had a couple that concerned both the business side of things and property investment. I'll, I'll tell you my two favorite books that I uh, learned about when I was younger is um, The Millionaire Next Door was a fantastic book that I read. Dad gave me that book when I was about 16. Um, when I was 16, 17, mum and dad were doing Amway at the time uh, and they did it for about a week <laughs> and um, they had friends friends of theirs that talked them into getting some books and t- uh, tapes and things like that and I saw this stuff lying around collecting dust so I started listening to this stuff and, and really got involved in the Amway system and I made no money. I spent hundreds of dollars of my Hungry Jack's wage on, uh, on um, you know, buying tapes and books and things but it was a fantastic experience to be really around positive people that are out there running businesses and I, I learned a lot from that. Um, the Millionaire Next Door was definitely a good book. Highly recommend that to anybody that's wanting to get their mindset right. Um, and of course, that helps to to understand that it's not all about having the flashy cars and the houses. And The Millionaire Next Door uh, has a very different mindset approach to wealth creation. Um, the other one that I would highly recommend is The Magic of Thinking Big. That's a very good book 
that sort of gets people to think about the big picture rather than getting involved in the day-to-day stuff. So the magic of thinking big is definitely a, uh, a top on the list. And the property-based book that I'd recommend, other than our own, of course, is um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, done millions and millions of copies all around the world. Um, it's a really good understanding of, um, you know, the, the mindset as well as the property side of things, which is, is so fundamentally important in, in investing. Thank you. Excellent books. And for yourself, Matt? Uh, look, the, the list of books could be could be endless. I guess I'll probably make because again I've got a, a vast library and there's a quote that says, um, you know, wealthy people have uh, or sorry, poor people have large TVs and small libraries, and wealthy people have small TVs and large libraries. So really, um, for me, I've got a very large library, and I've spent you know the better part of twenty years devouring you know books and courses and DVDs and all of that. <laughs> After a while, the the knowledge base tends to blur into some pretty key concepts and some key understandings and you know really you've already touched on it the mindset and how you actually think is is huge the problem is most people don't know how to change how they think how do you change your thoughts how do you change your beliefs you know it's all well and good if you want to go out and get better results but if you're not getting back to that base level I, i teach in our um in our workshops let's get real i teach people a formula for life which is basically what you think about forms your beliefs in life and those beliefs will cause you to take actions or in some cases no action at all and that will be what determines your results and if you want to change your results then you've got to go all the way back to your thoughts and your beliefs and so reading those times and it's not you know there's wisdom from thousands of years from you know thousands of different minds that can help you with that process um but one of the things that we've done really well i believe with our education system is we've tried to i guess condense and summarize and short cut and fast track those learnings for our members. So rather than having to go and, I guess, spend 20 years and, you know, the quarter of a million dollars that I've spent on my education, I can probably show you how to, you know, shortcut that into a few years and, you know, a fraction of that cost. Harrison Bateman's own book aims to help investors with their mindset and understanding how to map out their plans between their current positions and their eventual goals. I'll tell you what they can't expect. Um, what, what you shouldn't, shouldn't expect in the book is a whole bunch of property facts and figures. Um, I read a lot of property books. As Matt has a massive library of books, um, I've got all sorts of books and DVDs and courses that I've attended and all the notes that I've never read. Um, I guess at the end of the day, um, the book really was through our own experience. As every, everything that we've done here has been designed to focus on the investor because that is the most important part to the property investing. We know that property works if you hold property for the long term and you're investing for the long term, property investing works. And most people around the country will know if they've held a property for 10 or 15 years or more, if they're in a capital city in Australia, they've made money. So we know that property investing itself actually works. The biggest challenge out there is the investor. The biggest risk to anyone's investing strategy is the investor themselves. So the book really, Let's Get Real, has been focused on getting real about your personal situation, getting real about where you're at, with your financial life, how you make financial decisions, how you got to where you're at in in your financial life. And it's not all negative. There's a lot of people that have actually been out there and they've been getting some good results, but they're looking to get better results. So really the stuff that we've put in the book is to educate people around the thought processes around their investing and teaching them how to really get a clear understanding of your point A position, which is where you're at today, and focus on and working out how to map out your point B position, where you want to get to. 
And whether that takes two years, five years, 10 years, 20 or 30 years, whatever that looks like is going to be different for everybody. And what we do through the book and through our mentoring process is really to help people bridge the gap between the point A position where they're at right now and the point B position where they're trying to get to. And we know very well that people's lives are going to change and things are going to happen during that time frame. And so that's really where you need that mentor to hold your hand on that journey to really help you make those financial decisions. Harrison Bateman's book focused on the why to rather than the how to. The main reason for writing the book was that we had our members asking us for years, can you guys write a book and teach us all the stuff you know? Because if you've ever been to one of our events or you come to one of our events, um, you know that there's a lot of stuff in our head that, you know, that's been built up over 20 years um, investing in this space. And people say, oh, can't you just download everything you know into a, you know, step-by-step process that we can follow? So when Luke and I decided to write the book, we sat down and we said, well, what's the actual purpose of writing this book? And we decided that we didn't want to write just another how-to guide because really if we haven't covered off as we've already discussed the right mindset the right planning the right you know strategy then the how-to is it's just like following a, a recipe in a book now some people will follow a recipe and you know it's, let's say it's a lemon meringue pie they'll get something that turns out a little bit like a lemon meringue pie some people will just burn it to a crisp so really what we wanted to do was create more of a why-to manual there's still obviously you know important stuff in there for the how-to but the the first probably three quarters of the book is really all about how do you as an investor become a better investor as opposed to here's a formula to follow and just go out and do what we do their book is available to purchase online yeah, look the book's available in all the good bookstores around the country you can get it from um, booktopia you can get it on the uh the websites uh let's get real .com.au, uh, sorry let's get real book.com.au um and you can also go to the propertymentors.com.au forward slash giveaway and you can actually download the first five chapters of the book there. And for our listeners interested in contacting Harrison Bateman, be sure to check out their Facebook page and company website. Yeah, look, we've got our Facebook page, The Property Mentors. So check us out on Facebook and read all of our amazing reviews from all of our uh, amazing members Um, but also look at thepropertymentors.com.au. Thank you to Luke Harris and Matthew Bateman, our guests on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about their journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Also, are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to register your interest. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price, which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, text me your email address on 0499881040. Thanks for listening.